2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: The Saturday Night Get-Together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mac coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can, much like our first guest in his happy home with his not-so-happy dog. We're glad to be talking to him, though. He's the sports business consultant and analyst, does it for Reuters, Sirius XM, Yahoo Finance, and for us, when we ask, you can get all of his latest stuff on his website, harosports.com. Rick Harrow joins me here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: How are you, Rick? Good, and don't forget my dog, Duke. You know, we... He's retiring. He's the winningest coach in college sports. And uh, he also wrote my forward for my sport business handbook <laughs> and caused my uh, tuition, my bank account, to be flexed because my daughter loves it, Love Duke. Uh, four years, many thousands of dollars. But listen, it's a great tradition. And, uh, you know, th- I'm, I'm going to, by the way, two weeks from now, I'm going to go see Duke and Virginia Tech and, and, uh, pay Coach K uh, honors, and I'm really serious. It's, uh, we're going to miss him.
3: Very, miss very him. much so. Um, and uh, I do like the name of your uh, dog, and you should be well proud. All right, uh, Ricky, I do want to start on the college level, but not on the hardwood, but on the uh, gridiron. 42 bowl games, getting set, set to kick off within the next couple of days. It'll go forever through the championship game. Is 42 too many?
1: Can we even follow well, it? It's actually 43 if you count the national championship right. uh, with, uh, you know, 84 teams. And uh, it depends on your definition of too many. If it's a purist, well, you know, maybe you're not going to watch every game. But, you know, ESPN has all but three. Um, they take how many hundreds of people are in the stands and line them up behind the camera so it looks full. <laughs> and these are people who watch on television and on the uh, devices who are the Avid alums with a lot of money that purchase stuff, and those are the viewers you want. So it's extra practices for the coaches. It's recruiting rewards for the kids. Uh, the boosters love going no matter where the game is, unless it's Shreveport. And then at the end of the day, there are a lot of positives. Now, there are 17 teams that are 6-6 six and six, or 1-6-7, and seven, Hawaii, more than ever. And you have a few good bowl games, five of them. Where six and six against six and six, so from a purist perspective, it's mediocre. Does it matter? I had some people over yesterday for a dinner I held in Atlanta, and they're Gator alums, and they're playing UCF. And you know, you tell me that that's not important. I don't care what bowl it is. Uh, you know, the matchups are, are are cool. They sneak up on people, and if you don't like it, don't watch.
3: Fair enough. Uh, you mentioned recruiting. And I need you to expand on this for me if you understand it i don 't I understand the basic concept, but i 'm not exactly sure how it 's going to work. Read an article on the Nielsen impact score they 've now attempted to come up with an analytical way to determine how much marketing value a college gives to a potential recruit because of their ability to generate money on their own and have their own brand. I guess this is something important. Is it a major player in recruiting?
1: It's important for the ones who happen to be highest on the scores. If it's not, coaches will figure out some other way to try to sell them. Uh, everybody is using analytics these days, you know, fan uh, e- exposure, fan enhancement. Uh, you used to do stuff by the seat of the pants. Now you're measuring everything. That's the explanation. Yep. And so when you think about it, the idea of how much exposure – a kid has in a program is very important to corporate sponsors when they value how much they ought to be paying for name, image, and likeness. So if I'm an athletic director, it's a good thing for me to come up with some really good stats to say if you're going to go to Southern Cal or Nebraska or Kentucky for basketball or Duke, you're going to be X plus better off because of this score – And it's also intuitive. I mean, we all know that. But now here's a way to put into numbers what we kind of already know.
3: No, I'm very interested to see how this works out over the next couple of years because there just seems like the possibility of lobbying to get your school's Nelson impact score uh, raised because it would help with recruiting. I'm sorry. I'm a grassy knoll guy, a conspiracy theorist. But uh, that's just me. All right. Are you one of the
1: guys, by the way, timeout – did the, the lunar landing happen, or did it happen in the back lot in Hollywood in the late 60s? Are you one of those guys? Well, I saw Michael
3: Strahan today uh, get yeah, out of there. Yeah, that's it. So, Listen, so,
1: if, if, if Michael Strahan could go into space, anybody into
3: That's it, very right? true. All right. Rick Harrow, yeah. I guess, talking business sports here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Uh, the Fenway Group. This week, bought the Pittsburgh Penguins. They already own uh, the Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park and Liverpool FC and stadiums and Nesson and the like. It is a major power broker in the world of sports and more power to them. Is this the wave of the future? Are we going to see other groups like this that buy up not only one team but multiple teams over multiple sports, including venues and the outlets that broadcast them and or talk about them? Is this uh, something within the next 15, 20 years where we're going to see several groups like the Fenway Group?
1: Endeavor Group, which is part of this whole group that IMG and otherwise, uh, not as well known this week. I didn't publish it, but it happened bought a group of nine minor league baseball teams and are going to market and promote them together and so the idea of one group of teams or one owner trying to buy as many things as he can common ownership marketing ticket sales concessions corporate sponsorship it's a great idea so you know the idea of the penguin selling for 900 million dollars at the owners' meetings right before all of these studies come out with valuations. It's interesting that the average NHL valuation, according to Forbes, has gone up about uh, 30%, and it's about $860 million per team, which is amazing. Penguin's going for $900 million. Rangers at $2 billion. So The number, as we know, is uh, only a function of what people want to pay. Uh, all these other metrics are you know, good color, but that's not really the point. And now we got a good sale. The only issue is going to be, you know, because LeBron is a member of Fenway Group. You know, now when he laces up his skates and parks out in the crease for the Penguins, <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody can move him. You think people are going to be able to move LeBron right. with a stick? LeBron if with if a stick is going to be tough, pal. That's if
3: he I can stay, up, if he can stay up on those skates, he could be a major force yeah, in front right. of the net. You are correct. Good point. Okay. Um. I got to give props here to a former CBS Sports Radio host. He uh, was doing his show, uh, and we were broadcasting it on CBS, one doing it from our studios or whatever else. But a couple of years, Pat McAfee was the uh, morning guy here on CBS Sports Radio, and he has just blossomed and bloomed and is in 97 different uh, businesses these days. And his show on YouTube and Sirius and everywhere else that it's sent out to, he just cut a deal this week to be the solo sponsor for FanDuel on his program to the tune of $30 million a year, $120 million deal over four years. I just got to give the guy all the credit in the world because he continued to bet on himself, and he's just raking it in these days. Is this the type of deal we're going to see where people are willing to pay Uh, exorbitant sums to be the solo sponsor for a popular outlet like the Pat McAfee
1: show. Yes, and we also know that because the gambling industry is growing and is flush with cash, and they need platforms that separate themselves from others, it's not surprising that Pat McAfee did this deal with FanDuel, and then there were a whole bunch of other networks that are looking like... They can do this also, so uh this is the kind of thing that will be the wave of the future, and as we know, we're not w- developing stuff that's you know long content as much as they are now, these little snackable vignettes and uh segments and uh views and likenesses. the whole way to measure the industry as you know, is entirely different than it was a few years ago
3: sure it's ever changing and uh, more power to Pat McAfee because he's taking advantage of it big time. All right. Uh, just last week, Major League Baseball, or 10 days ago, whenever it was, um, decided to lock out the players. Shutting down their off season. The negotiations continue at a crawl. We know that uh, when spring training starts to get close, it will probably ratchet things up. Doesn't mean they're going to get a deal done. We know with these things, it's always 99% about the money. Yeah, there's some harsh feelings and some emotions involved, but it's, when, when the money is right and they can find a compromised position, a deal will get done. Where is the money going to come from? How are they going to be able to find a compromised position? Is this something that could actually be really costful for Major League Baseball in 2022?
1: Well when you consider that the uh, uh, total revenue for Major League Baseball uh, post pandemic again after rebound is going to be 12-13 billion dollars you know they'll find the money it's just a question of how to share it and the big issues are related to money because everything is as you said yep. but the one is the the runaway free agent contracts and the union has a difficult position here because you know if I'm um, Max Scherzer uh, I'm really powerful but I'm one vote And the other, you know, equal guys are the guys making the minimum. So, you know, how does Tony Clark, the head of the union, keep everybody on the reservation, so to speak, and hurt all the cats and make a common plea for everybody? The other piece of this is also the teams that uh, do not have a salary floor. Salary cap may not ever happen, but a salary floor, there's a lot of discussion about teams that, you know, continually don't play or, or perform well but they get money from the central fund of baseball regardless. Now, you think the Rays are like that, but the Rays continue to do so much with so little. There are other teams that do not, and that's the issue.
3: We'll see if that is a good compromise position for them. All right, I'm going to ask about this now, even though we're two months out, and I'll get you on next month, and I'll ask you about it again. We'll see if anything has changed. We're just two months away from another Olympics. That would be the Winter Olympics, this time in China, as compared to the delayed Summer Olympics uh, this past summer in Japan. The U.S. went to a diplomatic boycott this week, which means uh, political officials will not be attending... What impact does that have? What effect does it have? Does it have any chance of uh, throwing a black cloud over the upcoming Winter Olympics in uh, China? Uh,
1: I I think there was a very measured response to deliberately make sure that does not happen. Uh, And uh, I don't think President Biden or any allies want to be uh, uh, labeled like you know the Jimmy Carter 1980 Olympics were when it was an actual boycott and the athletes trained and trained and trained and couldn't go so this is symbolic more than anything else i was on canadian radio today and they feel the same way with what they will inevitably do if they follow the big issue is ambivalence uh you know i, I don't know that many people that are really excited about the winter olympics in beijing which is only 2 months away right. you know nbc is forcing the ad dollars because They're packaging the Super Bowl with these ads for the Olympics and says, you know, you got to buy the package. And if you don't, you can buy a Super Bowl ad, but, you know, we can't guarantee your placement. You can be buried in the fourth quarter of a blowout. So there's a lot of discussion about how to make money from these Olympics, but I'm not sure anybody's really excited about them yet. Second Olympics in a row in a time zone where we're going to know all the results before the day's over.
3: Right. Uh, It is tricky for NBC, and they did a good job with it in the summer. Uh, We'll see if they can do so here in the winter, and they're smart to tie their other big prospect, which they had to move around. CBS and NBC had to switch years that they were doing the Super Bowl so the NBC could do this and tying the two events together. All right. uh, Uh, Again, uh, I'm uh, a neophyte when it comes to the streaming world. I do have some. uh, I've got Netflix. I've got Amazon. But I'm not a major streamer, so I don't know uh, all the ins and outs of it. But I did read today that Amazon is thinking about trying to steal the Manning cast from ESPN, which uh, right now Amazon doesn't have the rights to do Monday Night Football. Maybe the Manning cast for games that Amazon would have the rights to broadcast. I watched some of the Manning cast. It was, like, cool the first time or two that I watched it. Then I wanted to just get back to listen to guys call the game as it is. I think the guys they have on ESPN are pretty damn good. So I I haven't watched the Manning cast in months, as a matter of fact. Are they that good? Are they that in demand? Or is Amazon just trying to uh, make a splash here?
1: A little bit of both. You know, they were good early, and they're certainly unique. And, uh... You know, I would never think that anybody would want to watch them instead of play-by-play, but then, you know, they don't pay attention to play-by-play. You know, it's kind of an afterthought. Uh, When guys are on, like David Letterman, they don't even, you know, care about the game from time to time. And that's part of the mystique of it. So you you shake it up. They don't have it every week. You know, they had it, then they they had it. But part of the hiatus was for them, to ABC and and, and ESPN to lock up the rights. And so Amazon can't steal anything. If they end up doing it, it'll be a very carefully joint-ventured buyout. And uh, my sense is that there is significant value to this. Uh, maybe it's not as valuable as it was when it, it became a shooting star early that first and second week, but we'll just have to see.
3: All right. One last TV rating question, and I got uh, one more. Off-the-field question for you. TV rating. Today was the MLS final. I flipped it on. I flipped it back to the army Navy game. I watched a little bit of both. I didn't see the late score uh, that tied the game and sent it into overtime and then penalty kicks, but New York CFC beat Portland in the MLS final today. How important is the rating in this game? We'll know it in a couple of days. Uh, like I said, competing against Army, Navy, but no other major sports on TV. How important is the rating in this game to future of, the future of soccer in this country?
1: Well, the timing is important because Don Garber and the MLS have some major television negotiations they've got to do. You know, Premier League and City of A and all of the international stuff have their own deals that have been finished. But as it relates to MLS, the jury is still out on what the value will be, and uh, you know it was sandwiched in there. Uh, don't ruin my taping of Army Navy. I, I taped it when it was fourteen thirteen. Right. That may be uh, it, but you you know don't <laughs> spoil it for me. So, I, I will not give you the final score. No, no, you better not. So so the bottom line is uh, it, it it had a chance to be its moment in the sun. I'm not sure the ratings are going to be particularly that good. But let's remember, World Cup happens next year, and we'll all be geared toward that. America did not qualify, so we're not geared toward that. But it's in Qatar, and it's in November, December next year, which is uh, everything is turned on its head relative to soccer next year.
3: We'll see how it plays out. All right, last one. Again, saw a story today about... Nike suing Adidas for copyright infringement or um, the, the patent infringement. Adidas had sued Nike earlier. There are some pretty good sneaker wars going on between those two big beasts in the sneaker world. Is this just. Uh, expected? Should we uh, know that the battle for every single sneaker dollar is waged as much in the courtroom as it is on the courts out there in America playing hoops? Uh, What do you make of uh, Nike and Adidas constantly dragging each other into the courts?
1: Two things. One is uh, Sneaker Wars has been around for a long time. Converse and Puma and all of those companies were involved and they will continue to be. And as long as Nike and Adidas want to fight It just means they're going to bid against each other for stuff and it's more money for the industry and more money for athletes so that's a good thing and then the second piece of this is that when you get into court and you have high-powered lawyers and they joust over legal rights i can't think of a more important thing for society than to get my fellow legal brethren, a lot of money. Don't you agree?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, somebody's going to make money
3: on it. Yes, most there of them go. will be uh, lawyers. Uh, Rick, always a pleasure, buddy. Appreciate it whenever you come on. Uh, tell Duke we appreciated his contribution to today's show. I'll get you up again next month. Uh, if it's not before the holiday, have a happy one, my
1: friend. You too, pal. And thank you for not spoiling the alert on Army-Navy. to come up and I ring your neck. So have a good Christmas. Talk to you soon, then. Thanks. We
3: will be Bye. going directly to the TV to watch the end of the Army-Navy game. That's Rick Carroll, our sports business insider, when he comes out with us here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mac, coming back. A couple of interesting things Rick put on the table for us, and I'll give you even more, on when we return. Phones go open, 855-212-4227. Join me here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Okay, picture this.